When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Chip chip my little weasels. Hello. I'm so glad you didn't take uh, my fluffy butts because we have fluffy butts to talk about today and we are not talking about Biscuit, who has the fluffiest butt I've ever seen in my life. He really does. We should get a picture of his fluffy butt for the in Instagram his carousel. Oh, yeah. When it's really <laughs> fluffy and he is the original fluffy butt and Tina should take it as a compliment. Agreed. But we'll get into all those things. I was just thinking real quick that anyone who's listening to this for the first time just heard like chip chip a my little weasels and I'd be sold. Fluffy oh. butts, weasels. Cool. Okay. We've got some business to attend to briefly before we hop into either Bob Pun or Max Pun or Skylar Sides. And that is that we have a brand new sponsor patron. Uh- for these episodes coming up and coming at you. Cassandra White, thank you so much for subscribing to our Basically Bob Belcher tier on Patreon. It is our highest tier. And officially becoming a sponsor of the podcast. Y'all, along with all of our patrons, but our sponsors really help us keep this podcast going. It means so much to us, and we are beyond honored. So thank you so much, Cassandra. And Cassandra White, I got to say the full name, because you have to have your name burger punned right now. So moving forward, you will be known as the Cassandwich Rye Burger. A rye sandwich. It's also giving me um, Tina's Sandwich oh yeah which i love it could kind of be like a um like a patty melt with that with like rye bread oh that's a classic yeah i think bob would have fun making that so thank you thank you so much cassandra if you're listening and you'd like to have your name burger pun right here on the show you gotta go to our patreon patreon.com slash bob's credits any tier will get you the name the, the burger pun name right here but there are all sorts of different things you can enjoy on patreon along with we have 
close to 50 bonus episodes over there. We sure Just do. waiting for you. Yes. Um, and every tier gets most of those too. So yeah, just head on over to Patreon if that's your thing. Max, are you ready? I hope you know that people can hear you drinking your coffee right now. I you just, do it I, so gingerly. I got so nervous <laughs> because I picked it up and started drinking it as you started asking the question. I know that I've got a line that comes right after. It's like, I better d- drink this quick and gulp it. That's why you were nervous? Oh, do you I, not remember when you spilled your coffee oh, all over the recording studio? Of course I remember that. <laughs> oh, anyway, are you ready for Skylar Sides, the fun facts before the fun facts? Dish it, girl. You know, when it comes to Bob Belcher as a father, I am a fangirl. Major fangirl. I am too. That being said, recently in an interview with Cracked, H. John Benjamin revealed that Bob Belcher inspires him to be a better father himself. No. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. I mean, come on. He said, and I quote, I've said this before, but Bob's a better dad than I am. But I like that motivation. I'm always striving to be a little bit more like Bob. Bob's not a cynical man. He's very grounded and down to earth. He earnestly loves his family. Not to say that I don't, but there's a nurturing quality Bob that I like playing. Sure, he's sometimes annoyed by his family, but he's also amused by them, and he's very much a part of their lives. Those are good qualities in a dad. That and growing a mustache. Of course, classic classic line at the end there, but yeah, I agree with all those things. Bob um, inspires all of us. He does, and... um H. John Benjamin revealed this story about how when his son was doing tournament basketball that he got way too intense and that he regrets that and he wishes that he kind of had Bob to be his inspiration during that part of his father journey. He said, I noticed this way too late, but playing Bob helped me pull out of that. Bob has that unique ability to appreciate his kids from a distance and let them be who they are. Let it play out and let them fail and make their own mistakes. That's it for me. It's true. I think Linda and Bob, as much as they like struggle in the show and like even have the moments where they're just chatting without the kids about, are we doing things right? Mm. They're phenomenal parents. They let those kids thrive. Yeah, I I was asking actually one of um our patrons the other day. I just Carrie, who's also a sponsor of this podcast, has three daughters and I was just like, "How do you do it?" cuz sometimes I feel like I can't keep up with like housework and this and I was like, "How do you do it? Like how do you keep up with everything?" And she said, "They're not going to remember if the laundry was perfectly folded they're gonna remember the warmth and the love and i don't think i'll ever forget that that that's what i think the belchers do for their children no they don't have a mansion no they're not perfect they make mistakes maybe someone coming into this world wouldn't be like oh these are ideal parents but to me they are and that's what's so special about bob's burgers is that again this is a 30 minute animated show that's supposed to just be funny and stuff like that. But that is very apparent in the show. Like they, they just, 
these characters have so much depth and this family has so much depth and that's just as what makes this show special as opposed to so many other shows. Exactly. Especially we talk about this a lot, but especially animated family shows. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about Bob Belcher and H. John Benjamin just a little bit more. Oh, I want to talk about them 24-7. All day. (laughs) Um, From the same interview, Bob has evolved into this beloved father. He's evolved from the pilot, from season one. And I thought it was very interesting because H. John Benjamin describes himself more as like a cynical person. But Lauren Bouchard and H. John Benjamin revealed this. Lauren's intent with this show was always that it would be earnest and loving. So I'm going to read you another quote. I can't take full credit for the character. I can take credit for the voice. But there was a lot of molding of Bob into something a lot less cynical than what I would have done myself. I'm very comfortable with it now, but I'll still occasionally get a note from Lauren saying less mean. Oh, I love that. Don't you love that? Yeah. And then just to top off this Skylar sides, there is something that is quoted among all Bob's fans, and it is that line, I love you, but you're all terrible. And I think Bob says this, you know, definitely the first couple episodes. In the I th- pilot. In the pilot. Yeah. And so H. John Benjamin said to that, in the first episode, there's that iconic speech that Bob makes where he says, I love you, but you're all terrible. But over the years, Bob has moved away from that speech. That was probably a relic of my attitude versus what the character needed to become. I don't think he'd call his kids terrible at this point. He might mumble a little bit, but he certainly wouldn't speak it aloud. I don't even think he thinks it. He admires his children, which is also a special quality in Bob. He gives them space and appreciates them for who they are. Yeah, that's true. And I posted not too long ago on our Instagram a side-by-side of a line from Bob from season 13 Mm -hmm. and that terrible line and I'll I'll put it in our carousel this week. I'll oh, repost fine. it showing like the the evolution of him calling them terrible and then he says season 1 episode 1 the full line is all right listen you're my children and I love you but you're all terrible at what you do here and I feel like I should tell you I'd fire all of you if I could. Mm, brutal. And and then in season 13 episode 18 which is gift card or die trying he says well you guys have been working a little bit more not terribly lately some <laughs> effort has been made I guess. <laughs> Growth. Gro- growth, baby. Growth from from season one to season 13. Well, season 13 is just like, oh, so much growth for everyone. All right. Are you ready for a little uh, Bob Hunter Max pun? Yeah. Let's shake off all the earnestness. Yeah. Let's shake it off. You got to focus here. This week, we are doing pest control trucks. Fun. Are you ready for your first pun? I am. Your first pun is the fly who loved me. I don't know the pun. The Spy Who Loved Me. It's a James Bond movie. Oh, Bob's. Max. Shit. Your next pun is Portrait of a Ladybug on Fire. Max. Yes. That's good. Damn, that's good, Max. Thank you. Your next pun is Bait Out of Compton. Max. Yes. And your final pun is... Save the last ants for me. Max. That's a Bob's. So two and a half points for Skylar. 
No kisses, no bless you's for Giacomo. No, no bless you's for Giacomo. Uh, now I got to put the no bless you's for Giacomo tweet in the oh, carousel. It's the funniest. Can you read it for us? It's like the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, let me find it. My favorite kid I ever taught when I was a swim teacher was this little four-year-old Italian boy. One time he sneezed and nobody said anything. So he just went, what? No bless you's for Giacomo? <laughs> anyway, should we get into this episode? Yeah. Style, Styler. Giacomo, uh, can we have the title and synopsis for Season 8, Episode 15, please? The title is Go Tina on the Mountain. When Tammy and the whole school starts calling Tina Fluffy Butt, Tina's determined to shed her label at the Wagstaff camping trip. Soon, the Hermit of the Woods inspires Tina to level up by climbing the dangerous Mount Windy Gap all alone in the rain. Jean and Louise, of course, round up the troops to save their beloved sister, Teagle. Meanwhile, Teddy pushes Linda and Bob to take advantage of their alone time, and so they self-tan and go to the Lizard Lounge, as one does when using a Miami Beach bronzer. This episode came out on April 22nd, 2018. It was written by Rich Rinaldi and directed by Tyree Dillahay. Tell me, Skylar. Tell me about this episode. Tell me about how you feel about it. I loved it. I do too. This, this, the strength of season eight continues. I love the simplicity of Bob and Linda's storyline. I think we can relate to it as someone who's we probably haven't been together as long as Linda and Bob have, but we've been together over 10 years. So um, well, let's just jump into the B story. Like, tell me how you felt about it. Again, coming off uh, the trouble with doubles, I relate to Bob and Linda so much in this episode the scene where Teddy is suggesting all the things they should be doing because they have these three free nights. Yes. And Linda's getting all excited and Bob's going, mm-mm. Can mm-mm. we play that? Yeah, sure. Classic Linda-Bob dynamic. Straight from the trouble with doubles. S- straight from our life, maybe. I don't know. Wait, are you excited to have couple time together? Of course uh, we are. Yes. Oh, then let's brainstorm. There's uh, stand-up comedy classes. Ah. There's couples hot therapy. Ooh. There's watching hockey with a friend. Huh? Mm. All those things sound great. <laughs> oh, we're going to go crazy. Bob Subtle. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. It's There was the one also in um, where Tina's talking about all the kisses she's had. And Bob just has a little in. Which episode was that? It's where Gene goes, it's sleepover one. Yes, Where yes. Gene goes, and he comes, it's at the very end, and Tina's talking about all her kisses, and then Bob just very slowly, mm-mm. mm-mm. <laughs> so I know, good. exactly. It, but see, these characters are so big and wild, so you really gotta pay attention to Bob sometimes, because, like, I could barely hear it in the audio there, so, but it makes it that much more special that he's, you know, he's constantly overwhelmed by his family. What I'm saying is that I just get it. Everything Teddy is suggesting, I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And of course, Linda thinks it's the best idea ever. Yeah. My idea of a wild dream night is falling asleep on the couch with you after eating a cheese board. Totally. And I've accepted that about myself. Yes. I think um, because we don't have kids and parents can chime in. And let us know. But 
maybe when you do have kids and you kind of get that time, you feel like, but like a significant period of time. Not, I'm sure. I'm sure every parent wants to just like rest in quietness that that like first night. But if you have like they go to camp or something like that, I wonder if you like think you have to do all these things. Yes. Well, you want to get dressed up and you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Skylar and I are here to tell you that it's overrated and to fall asleep on the couch with a cheese plate. You cannot speak. When is the last time you and I have gone to a cute little date night and gotten dressed up for each other? That's true. Uh, it's been a while, and I. Do miss it. I miss it too. I we, but we have to. The key is to. Here's the secret. The key is to do that at like five thirty, six o'clock, so you can come so home and brilliant. Do the falling asleep on the couch with the cheese plate thing. And the restaurants aren't too loud. Yes, it, I love it. It was so funny when we took your aunt out to dinner. Like I hadn't had a date night with you in such a long time. And I felt like I was just turning it into a date night because you looked so handsome. I was like, let me take a picture of you with your martini. I was like, you look so handsome. I was like, doesn't he look handsome? <laughs> do you have that picture? I do. Of uh, course maybe, I do. Maybe we'll put that in the carousel. The olive the one time, yeah. And you look so good in green. Yeah. It brings out your eyes. <laughs> oh, anyway, you. so, and I like, yeah, I had makeup on for the first time in forever. Anyway, back to this episode. I love the B story. The self-tanner is so funny to me. Just like the perfect, perfect little B story. Yeah, I love the like little dive bar they go to and they bring uh, everyone home. That is my nightmare. Yeah, I agree. I I love that they were eating linguine. Apparently. I, Don't you I think like that. drunk Bob would be like, you oh. go home with drunk Bob and Bob just pulls everything out of the fridge and starts making these fancy things. Drunk cooking Bob. No inhibitions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Love it. All right. So the A story is very big. The kids are, I'm calling it a camping trip, but it's like an outdoor education cabin situation. Yeah. It's so funny because we just did over on Patreon, one of our draft episodes where we picked like the best characters for like a summer sleepaway camp. And I'd completely forgotten about this episode. I, I feel know. like it would have helped us so much, but. I kind of liked the teams we picked. Me too. Yeah, it just would have made for some really funny drama. Just a little hint, my activities coordinator was Jen the babysitter, and Max chose Linda. I thought she was the camp director, was Jen the babysitter. Camp director, yes, that's (laughs) right. (laughs) What a camp. If you want to listen to that episode, it's a play-along episode. You get to chime in. You know where to find it. Okay, so this episode, you know I love a rainy episode, you know I love a Tina finding her power episode. What I related to Tina in this episode is, first of all, it is hard watching Tina be bullied. Or not, it's not necessarily bullying, but it's so annoying. It and is it, bullying. It is bullying. Yeah. And Tammy needs to drop it. She This nickname that she gave her. It's hard watching my Tina have to take that. Did you ever have a mean nickname? I didn't have a mean nickname, but a girl older than me said it was uncool to like Skylar. I could not disagree more. Oh, when the information got back to me, I remember just sitting in the car and like, I couldn't tell my mom because it just like felt so scary because here's the situation. I was in elementary school. I went to Montessori school. So we did fourth, fifth, and sixth grade in one classroom. And then you graduate and get to go to the big middle school, which is seventh and eighth grade. So this girl, McCary, 
was already in middle school. So this was, I was having to go into middle school and she was telling everyone. I I was devastated. I was scared. I It was horrible. Oh, that's so upsetting. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> so it was when I switched school from like elementary school in sixth grade, I was like, you're a cool guy. Yeah. Of yeah. course you were. And then I got to, I switched schools to go into like junior high and then high school. Mm-hmm. And in junior high, it was like starting all over again. And it's when you start like kind of like growing and my nose started getting bigger Aww. before anything else in my body. <laughs> and in sixth grade, I'd always worn hats to school. And now I went to a school so where you couldn't cool. wear hats. Yeah. And I didn't know how to do my hair. So it was like, it was like fluffy. And one of the kids started calling me Alf. Because I had a bigger oh. nose and fluffy hair, and that caught on, and it was not fun for me. That's horrible. Yeah. That's ho- my Everyone heart hurts sorry for, for me. you. <laughs> no, don't stop. You're minimizing your pain. That's horrible. Also, I can totally see you wearing hats and being like, I'm a cool guy. Oh, I used, and, to, I used yeah. to love hats. I was a big hat guy. I'm thinking about that audition that you recently showed me. That feels like cool max yeah that was before that was a little, I was a little bit more confident as a kid that age i think it's finally made the carousel you what? want me to post my was it a shop? Reebok commercial yeah i can't believe i married someone so cool your feet were on the table of yeah. the, the casting director's table that's what my parents taught me for that audition <laughs> anyway if i go into an episode and people are putting my tina down i am going to root for her hard and something i also really relate to tina in this episode is her idealism about things, which now that I'm thinking about it, she must get from Linda a little bit. Linda thinks the double date is going to be perfect. She thinks all these Teddy pitches would be great date ideas. She She's not quite in reality all the time. And Tina sees this promotional video for this camping thing, and her expectations are so high, so romantic, so out of this world, and I really relate to that. I love a Tina led episode. It just, it's, she's, she just wants to achieve. Like she just wants to do great things. You know, like I, I feel like as creatives, you and I, like we just relate to Tina wanting to like, yes, she, live a big she life. She wants to be a writer. She wants to, you know, have the romance of the century. Yeah. She wants to climb the mountain. And that's very Bob. Totally. So there's a couple things I loved. One, I thought, her writing in her diary and then the kids write reading her diary and this dream about Jimmy Jr. and Zeke switching heads. Um, first of all, hilarious. But in my little Zeke loving heart, I was like, oh, it's her subconscious telling her that she needs to date Zeke. Yeah. Don't you think? I 100% agree. Okay. In On the carousel in our Instagram, I want you to tell me if you ship Tina and Zeke is hard as I do. Yeah, just comment on there. Comment on there and say, Zeke Stan. Okay. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I have a favorite Louise line. That I really want to play. But before we get into some of these details, is there anything else you want to say about the episode? We meet a new character out in the woods, Martha. Martha, the hermit who thinks that she is the Wonder Woman of the wilderness, which in my heart she is. Yeah. I Um, love her. She is voiced by Nicole Byer, who also voices Olsen Benner in the movie. And I think moving forward, yeah, it used to be, uh, Olsen used to be voiced by Pamela Adlon. Uh-huh. And by the way, I learned this while looking up all this information. I don't know if we've said this before, but Olsen Benner is a combination of the last names of staff writers Mike Olsen and Mike Benner. What? Yeah. Wait, that's the reporter or? The reporter. Okay, so say the reporter's name again. Olsen Benner. I love that. That's a delightful fun fact, Max. But back to Martha, who... Camps like I prefer to camp. Glamps, as Jean says. I love all the moments where the kids are in the woods with her and Jean and Louise are just throwing those those hatchets at the trees. That's all I would want to do. I like when she's like, everything sounds cooler when you're throwing a hatchet. Because it does. And Louise's ears under a hood is my favorite. She has a rain jacket on. Yeah. It's so cute. How do you feel about Martha? Do you like her as a character? Do you like watching her? I do. I do enjoy Martha, but I don't think it like sometimes characters just like hit and it's like, oh, I need to see this character again. Mm -hmm. She was fine as a one off to me. I thought I loved her. Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved her. Whether we see her again or not, I don't have strong feelings about. She was giving me Nat vibes, like putting them in a room together and writing a scene would be like weird because they're almost like too similar oh interesting well maybe bring her back to hang with nat a little bit yes in a future episode nat can pick her up from the woods yeah just because i have worked in social media for big brands and big corporations all her jokes about her job just hit me dead on and just how stupid most of it is 
mm-hmm. the jargon, mm-hmm. the people you have to work with. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I it hit me really hard. We get it. We get it. Um, her glamping tent reminds me a lot of Tom's glamping tent on Parks and Recreation. Yes. Well, <sighs> Tom's Tom's is a lot more uh, decked out. Yeah. Sky mauled. A hundred percent. A lot more of the glamping I prefer, honestly. I have fantasized about glamping a lot. So Tom's is nowhere near what I want. I want chandelier. I don't want a chandelier. I want rustic leathers and a heated towel rack. And I want, (laughs) I want s'mores kits brought out to me as the sun is going down. Like, okay. So like four star, five star hotel glamping. Yeah. Got no, it. I know where that is. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've got it you've got it ready <laughs> got to go. List. Okay, we're going then, I guess. What about how this episode wraps up? The moment where they're all on the rocks and the water is raging because of the rain and they've got to do this thing that Tina saw in the video to get out of that situation. Terrifying to me because it looks like they would slip, but cuz it's yeah. a cartoon, it all works out. Exactly. I love this moment. I love the lesson learned, and most importantly, because y'all know me by now, that is one beautiful Bob's Burgers sunset. Yeah, that's in the carousel, too. Remind me of the lesson, because when we were watching yesterday, I was like, this lesson is so good, but I forgot it. (laughs) You just try things, and you'll achieve it. Oh, it's like you can be an individual, but sometimes you do need help, but still rely on yourself. It's great. Yeah. And also the best part about that is Louise is too little to like reach across (gasps) the thing to like put her hands in like a triangle with someone. So she climbs on Martha's Martha's back. back. Yeah. It's so sweet. So cute. It's so cute. I'll screenshot that and put it in the carousel too. I had my favorite Jimmy Jr. moment in here. Oh, really? Do tell. It is so subtle. The kids are like, we have to go save my sister. And- Jimmy Jr. goes, where is she? Like, there's actual worry in his tone. And it was it was really, really sweet, really fast and really subtle. One of the things I loved about the third act is that it wasn't just Gene and Louise and this camp director guy going to save her. But I love it made the episode that Zeke and Tammy and Jocelyn and Jimmy Jr. came along for that final moment. We buried the lead. So much Jocelyn in this episode. Which brings me to this. <laughs> I'm bringing back a franchise. Did Jocelyn make you giggle in this episode? Wow, it's been a while and 100% Jocelyn did. I love Jocelyn so much. Can we play my favorite scene? Oh, please. My favorite Jocelyn scene from this episode. <laughs> I will kill you if I die out here, fluffy butt. Me too. I don't want to die in this jacket. Really? I think that jacket's cute. You do? I totally die in that jacket. No, I want to die in it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. She's such a, she's so one of the, um, what are they called in Mean Girls? How do we not know this? The plastics. The she's plastics. one of the plastics. Yeah, it's so great. Anything else you want to say about this episode? Should we get into the end credits? Let's get into the end credits. Okay. The last little moment before the end credits begin the kids have returned from this school field trip thingy, and mom and dad are still in recovery from their wild night out, and the kids are onto them. 
Did you throw a party while we were out of town? Some kind of tanning party? A party? Puff us? What do you know? There's a middle-aged lady in my bed. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hi! Is there any linguine left? Aw, oh, crap. Aha! Who's that knocking on my hole? Who's that knocking on my hole? Okay, Skylar. What happens as we get into the end credits there? Where are we? What's the, what's the scenario here? We are in the classic kitchen end credit setup, and the girls are prepping, Bob's prepping, but very close to the audience in the foreground is the camp director guy. Ranger Carl. Ranger Carl in his ranger suit. The costume design is great here, and he is strumming on his guitar singing his weasel song voiced by andy daly by the way we didn't mention that earlier he's singing and it's a call and response song and honestly it could just be him singing to the camera and the normal Mm -hmm. stuff happening in the background but you'll notice if you're watching closely that tina and louise turn like to sing the like response yes every time there's like a response song a response line weasel weasel if you please weasel weasel I should also mention that Bob and Linda still are orange from their spray tan. My favorite detail. Yeah. And what's really good character design is that they have not blended it into their hairline. So they have this very Bob flesh tone. Yeah. Um, There's a little bit of their normal skin skin tone tone. there revealed. So you can see that it's like a spray on. And uh, one of my favorite details in this, that even the woot-woos in the song, you can see like Tina singing those woot-woos when they're supposed to call and response. I also want to say that if you just focus on the audio, you definitely hear Gene in there and some other kids. I can't quite make it out, but we're we're getting big old mess hall camp vibes. Really do it like a weasel would. Second first, same as the first. Who's that? Knock it on my hole, come on. Who's that? Knock it on my hole. Weasel, weasel, let you please. So we get kind of like this actual like radio version playing underneath it almost. Like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, I would I would I would listen to that. I would listen to that. I much prefer it than Ranger whatever is. Yeah, is. I wonder if that like if there's a version out there that has that is kind of like just has that part. I don't that I could know. track down, but maybe I'm sure some uh, producer has it somewhere. I love that, and that's something really special about the end credits that maybe you wouldn't notice if you're just passively watching them, which we do not. Is that often they'll do a basic in-world version of the song, but the second half of the end credits they have really amped it up, or they've done a mashup of the song, and that is really special. And what happens at the very end there? We have Gene walking across his normal right to left. And as I screamed in Max's face, that's a little dramatic. It's a very dramatic. A little he dramatic. Turn at me and scream in my <laughs> I face. I said, he's wearing his rain jacket. Because I love, I love the kids' rain jackets. Yeah. And he's carrying the little weasel he from is, camp. Which we should say, his weasel song, the rain... The Rangers weasel prop was all planted in 
act one um, of the episode. Lyrics, even though they're pretty mm-hmm. easy to understand here, is who's that knocking on my hole? Weasel, weasel, if you'll please Woot, 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 woot. Really do it like a weasel would. Second verse, same as the first. That's classic camp stuff. Yeah. Should we just jump into scoring them? Well, I want to know how you feel about the song quickly. It's so funny. I want to hate the song, but I I can't help but like I'm ex- tap, I am, tap my foot and my hand to it, which is how I think a lot of camp songs are, honestly. I am exactly where you are. Yeah. When I went to camp, I would like try to like be cool and be like, I don't like this song. And then by the time camp was over, I was singing them at the top of my lungs. Cut to you in the car with your parents, not shutting up, just singing the song the whole exactly. way Exactly. Yeah. So let's score. We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. I am going to give these an eight H's. I'm going 7.5. Okay. I was I was lingering around there. I think I went up a little bit higher just because of Gene at the end makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl singing along. Yeah, that, that was a, an amazing detail. Yeah, and Bob and Linda in their sun tanning. Oh, and the and that little like real version of the song underneath really kind of bumped it up a little bit for me. What would have set this over the edge for me is that woman who ended up in Jean's bed eating linguine through the window. Like he's Bob's like, come downstairs, I'll make you some more linguine. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That spray tan is going to be all over everything, just FYI. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't. It's like um when Tobias paints himself blue on uh, Arrested <laughs> Development and just yeah. blue paint everywhere. Yes. Those are the end credits to Go Tina on the Mountain. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Normally, we promote all of our socials and stuff like that here, but we did that plenty. So all I want to say is please leave us a review wherever you listen to these episodes. It helps us out so much. It really, really does. And if you've been listening and you enjoy us and you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. And it means the world to us. It sure does. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Stay. Weasley. Weasley. There you go. (laughs) 